Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the Red Letter Podcast. As always, I'm glad to have you listening today. And I hope that by the Holy Spirit, you can hear the Word of God today, wherever you are, and that it allows you to change and shape your heart. On this podcast, we are working through the Red Letters, the words of our crucified and risen Savior, and seeing what He meant and how His teachings call us to live today. Don't forget that this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for church or personal Bible study, but an encouragement to be even more involved with both of them in your own personal walk with Christ. So let's start off by painting a picture of what all is going on around the time that Jesus was teaching here and what we're about to dive into. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this teaching is part of the famous Sermon on the Mount. Jesus was at the beginning of his ministry. He had gone throughout Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, and Judea. And the Bible tells us that large crowds from those cities had followed him after hearing and seeing his teachings and miracles. Jesus gathered a huge crowd here, and he pulls out of his pocket one of the most influential sermons ever given. Now, this isn't some kind of three-point sermon that we're used to hearing or seven steps to success. It was actually something straight from the heart of our Creator Himself. And perhaps these are the most important words ever spoken from human lips and cross into human ears. So Jesus comes up to this mountain, calls His disciples to draw close, and begins this revolutionary message. He starts off speaking of blessings. Blessings to people who may not feel very blessed on earth, but will receive their reward in heaven. He follows that up by making the declaration that he would be the one to fulfill the law and the prophets. And then he breaks into how he himself interprets the law, giving us guidelines on how to live and, more importantly, how to allow him to live through us. He talks about how Murder and adultery start in the heart, and the only way to get out of the clamps that Satan puts us in with those sins is to change from the inside out. Now, how are you to change from the inside out? One can't just simply change their settings as if they were a smartphone, but the Creator can change us, or even better put, restore us to our factory settings. Now, to us listening today, we know the end of Jesus' story. We know that we can only change because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and how he sent his Holy Spirit to us after his return to the Father. But for the people that were on the mountainside, they weren't so sure of all the things that were yet to transpire. For some, the words Jesus spoke even brought anger because they didn't know who Jesus was. But there were also some that heard these words and knew for certain that the man that they were listening to was exactly who the prophets had claimed would be to come. This sermon most likely caused a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, and it also brought a lot of attention. So now let's turn our attention to the text that Jesus has for us today. Matthew 5, verses 38 through 42. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him your other cheek. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. The first verse here is a reference to the law of Moses and Exodus. Now, if you read the scripture as just one or two verses, it reads like this. If there was an injury, then you must give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, bruise for bruise, wound for wound. Now, reading that 
Without any context of the scriptures before or after it, it seems like the law is telling us that it's okay to retaliate and pay other people back for the wrongdoing that they did to us. So why is Jesus saying otherwise? Because according to what we just read, if someone slaps me on the cheek, I have every right to slap them right back. However, as Jesus hints at here, that is not what the original law was meant. It's not how it was meant to be interpreted. I encourage you to take some time and look at these texts here. This is Exodus chapter 21 verses 12 through 36. In my Bible, it's titled Laws About Personal Injury. It is full of different rules in all different situations on how when someone causes harm to another, it outlines the punishment for each action. However, this section of the law was meant to help the judges to apply proper punishment. It wasn't meant to be twisted into the thought to justify a seeking revenge. In fact, I think it was made for the complete opposite. It was given to serve justice to lawbreakers and to avoid a revenge cycle. If this law was never given, I would imagine we'd probably have seen some kind of ancient Israel version of the Hatfields and McCoys on every corner. But as you can see, people have always had a habit of taking scripture and laws out of context, even the very chosen people of God. Now, we can sit here and you can listen to me speculate on what I think the law was meant to mean, or we can just take a look right back at what Jesus himself says and avoid any kind of confusion. Let's look at it again. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. It is thought that most people during that time were right-handed. In fact, historical studies have led us to believe that people usually use their right hand for eating, shaking hands, greeting others, and other daily duties. However, the left hand was more often than not used for other kind of duties. Duty duty. So, in order to be hit on the right cheek, one would have to have been either slapped with the left hand, or possibly with the back of the right hand. Now, striking someone with the back of your hand causes a lot more pain than an open palm slap. So much and so that they would even double the sentence of a striker if they were to slap someone backhanded. So, if I were to get slapped on the right cheek... It was either a dirty slap or a painful slap. Talking about an insult right there. If I got hit on the right cheek, I might be seeing red, but probably not the red letters, if you know what I mean. It would take every ounce of my human being not to retaliate. But Jesus doesn't say, don't retaliate. He doesn't just stop it there. He continues on and says, turn to them the other cheek. Ask them to hit you with some respect, maybe. The whole law of an eye for an eye was twisted into something totally different than it was ever intended. This is how Jesus encourages us to handle revenge, by taking out revenge completely. Next up, we'll see Jesus say, As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your cloak as well. Now, let's once again look back and see what this would have meant to those listening some 2,000 years ago. Check on the historical context of what Jesus is saying here. We'll start off by saying that if someone was suing you for your shirt, it means that you literally have nothing else to be sued for. If you had something else to be sued for, then they'd be suing you for some of your livestock, or your land, your crops, or your house, or maybe even your servants. But now, if someone was suing you for your shirt, you would be without anything other than literally the shirt on your back. 
So if you're being sued for your shirt, that makes me believe that the person suing you has no interest in showing you any type of mercy at all. He's going to take away everything you got. Now, it's believed that frivolous lawsuits weren't really a thing at the time. If someone was suing you, they were likely suing you for good reason. Now, why does Jesus say to give them your cloak as well? If you look back in Exodus, you will see the law mentioned that if someone took someone's cloak, that they were to return it by sundown, as the cloak was often used as a type of blanket to keep warm at night. So the law permitted someone from taking one's cloak to keep. Jesus is telling them, if you have done something wrong, you are to willingly pay back more than what is asked of you. You are to put reconciling your wrongdoing above caring for your basic needs. It is more important that one makes himself right standing with someone that they have hurt than it is for them to have a blanket to sleep with. This is the cold, hard truth. Now think back to earlier how an eye for an eye law was made to prevent the revenge cycle, to keep others from doing more harm than what has already been done to them. Here, Jesus tells us that when one comes to get even with you, you are to repay him with even more than he is asking for. This is how we stop the revenge cycle. This is just one example of many that Jesus gives in regards to treating others. Now moving forward, we hear Jesus say next that if anyone forces you to go with him one mile, go with him two. I remember hearing this verse growing up and never fully understanding what it meant. I pictured people just walking down some road for some unknown reason. I remember hearing and thinking that we should go the extra mile in things we do, such as work, sports, education. And while it is good to try hard and, and succeed in those areas, this isn't what the Jewish people would have understood it as. And here's why. During this time, the time of Jesus, Israel was ruled by the Romans, a strong military force that had taken over the Holy Land. And while the Israelites were able to stay in their homeland for the most part, they were fully under Roman control and law. One law of which Roman soldiers were legally allowed to go up to any random Joe on the street and force him to carry his load for up to one mile. Now, he couldn't ask him to go any further. One mile was the limit. Oftentimes, the Romans would do just that to the people of Israel. They would force them to go with him one mile, and there was nothing that they could do about it. In the eyes of the Romans, it was their civil duty. And in the Israelites' eyes, it was likely quite a nuisance to have your day interrupted to carry the junk of a soldier of the empire that was oppressing your people. Now with that information, we can come to the conclusion that this was quite the degrading act. However, Jesus is saying here that when something like this happens, when people are treating you unjustly, go beyond what they ask of you. And even when it is of inconvenience to you, how do you think the soldiers would feel if that happened? Do you think that they might hit them and, and they would think of the unfairness that they were inflicting upon other people? Or do you think that they would just take advantage of it? I'm not sure, but I know that being the person carrying the load, I wouldn't want to carry it any further than I had to. But this is the opposite attitude that Jesus is asking us to have. Remember, we are not to seek revenge. We are not to resist an evildoer. Now the last part of the scripture today helps tie in the whole teaching here. Jesus says, Give to those who ask of you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Notice how Jesus doesn't give any certain circumstances or situations here. He doesn't say, Let someone borrow from you only if they need it. Or, He doesn't say, Give to the ones who ask nicely and offer to pay you back. He doesn't even say, 
Give only if the person has an immediate need. No, he simply says, give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Now, how does this fit in with turning the other cheek, giving your cloak as well, and going the second mile? It's all about being unselfish. Jesus' teaching here is all about loving others just as God has loved us. Bear with me here as I try to explain it. If God retaliated every time we did him wrong, there would be nothing but smoking holes in the ground. Our God is a loving God who looks past our wrongdoings, turns the other cheek, and offers us forgiveness. He's a God that gives us his cloak and a God that will go with us the second mile. This is how Jesus interprets the law. Our God is a selfless God who loves his creation and gives him every opportunity to enjoy that love, regardless of the wrong that we have done. He is also a God that asks us to do the same to other people, to show the same kind of love and patience with those around us that he shows us. This is what his teaching is all about. This is how we are to be the salt and light to the world, by showing the world Jesus, by letting his spirit live through us. The life that Jesus calls us to live cannot be lived on our own. Remember, our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags in the eyes of God. We cannot live a righteous life alone. This is why we need the Holy Spirit, and this is why we need Jesus. Let's read the scripture one more time, and I encourage you to think of the times that God has forgiven you, provided for you, and blessed you even when you didn't deserve it. Let's be honest, none of us deserve it. Think about how he loves you, and how he calls you to love others. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Regardless of the circumstances, we are called to love. If you struggle loving others, and if you have a hard time fighting your flesh, I encourage you to pray and ask Jesus to help you, and ask God to intervene. Think of all the ways that God has loved you, and reflect that same love back to the world. I hope you got something out of today's episode and you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful and I encourage you to take some time and read these scriptures for yourself and allow the words of Jesus to change you. If you have any questions or need any help, feel free to reach out to me at redletterpod at gmail.com or reach out on the Red Letter Podcast Facebook page. Feel free to share with your friends and family. Above all, stay blessed.